Welcome again to this videocast on creation or on the creator and the created. In the last videocast, we said that we were going to look at this theme from God's perspective. Now, from God's perspective would mean not that we have a direct knowledge of God, what God is thinking, what God is knowing. But in this, in rather in a sense that we are looking at what God has revealed about himself. We cannot know who God is in a very personal way like we know what our parents or our best friends are thinking a way they're thinking. We cannot query God in this way, at least not in our present state. So when we say that we're going to speak about the created and creation, from God's perspective, we are speaking from God's revelation of himself, as is held in the Catholic faith, as held in the dogmas, as held in the Gospels or in sacred scripture, and then authoritatively explained by the church. And then we can add, well, authority explained by theologians. I said that we were going to speak this time about certain two definitions, or at least one definition, because I don't think we will have enough time to speak about both terms, creation and creator. When we define something, we have to keep in mind that since our human knowledge is very limited, it cannot know everything in the way God knows or even the way angels know. It's not intuitive. We need, in order to learn about something, we need to look at it, sometimes cut it up, intellectually or even physically, put it back together and find certain traits which may be essential if we have an essential definition or sometimes we can only have a descriptive definition. We need to put boundaries on something. So when we talk about creation, we're going to define it. We're going to put it maybe in a nice phrase at the end, especially of this videocast, but it does not say everything but the reality of creation, it cannot. At least according to our way of knowing. It doesn't make it any less true if you were to ask a child to draw a map of Italy. Well, he might draw a boot. It's not a false drawing. It's just not a very perfect one. In the same way, our knowledge is limited and... When we define something, it can be uh, more or less vague, uh, even though if it's true, it might, might miss some aspects. But as with certain things, we can arrive at the essential traits, at the essential aspects of a definition. So when we talk about creation, we would need to go to the verb, to create. And in our experience, in our everyday experience, we, have, we use this word often 
we talk about YouTube creators. We talk about uh, the creation of ideas, of projects uh, in art, in the plastic arts, you know, to create an, a statue, etc., etc. So if you were to look, look at any dictionary, you have many ways of using the verb to create. You can even create problems. You, there's the moral aspect of the word to create. However, if one looks at the etymology of the word, the history of the word, one, say, one sees that the verb to create comes from Middle English being borrowed from Latin, but has, at least according to the Oxford Dictionary, and has a relationship to a creation from out of nothing to a making from out of nothing with a relationship to a supernatural being. So even the English word to create has at its foundation a relationship to, a, to the theological truth, to the dogmatic truth of God making the world out of nothing. So the word to create and the word creation have this relationship, essential relationship, to the phrase or to the words ex nihilo, out of nothing. So when we speak of the creation of the world, not just of the material world, but even of the world as populated by angels, which are wholly immaterial, We are saying that before this act of creation, nothing existed except he who created everything. So before this creation, before this act of creation, nothing existed except God. The Greek vision, at least according to Aristotle, is different because God in the end is just the final end. He's not actually the efficient cause of things. And it appears that matter, at least prime matter, the potentiality existed and, and the world existed or was coexistential with God. According to the Christian mystery, According to dogma, this is not so. Before God created, nothing existed. Now when we speak of the creation of the world, of the universe, whether it be material or spiritual, we speak of a very special and exclusive act of God. The bringing into being of substances, of beings, according to their nature, according to their essential traits, not from any pre-existing matter or substrate, but due to the wisdom and the goodness of God, which created the world, the universe, not just the observable universe, as modern physics would say, because that's what modern physics does. It looks at what it can weigh or test or see or somehow use, uh, know through its instruments 
and that's why it's limited to the material world. But philosophy and theology are not. So God creates everything, material and immaterial, from his wisdom, from his goodness, without any necessity from his part. God is not obligated to be God by creating. And we are a product of God's goodness, not of his necessity. This creation, therefore, is not a transformation from one thing to another. The artist Michelangelo looks at marble and says, Ah, the pietà. I can create the pietà from that. Or creation is not like the union of two gametes that become a new animal. There's pre-existing matter there. There's something there before which is manipulated, which is used in a certain way to bring a new substance into being. And creation is not an emanation of God. It is neither that. That which is created is not a part of God. God doesn't sort of exude. He doesn't sort of drip his own being into other substances. You know, God is in everything in a certain sense. But God is not everything, or not everything is not God. God causes creation. God causes material and spiritual creation into being. Creation is transitive and distinct. In the statue, we've seen that there's something of the artist. There's the idea, but there's this pre-existing matter. Creation needs a cause in order to be. It needs an efficient cause. God is nevertheless independent of what he has created. And pantheism, as we have been speaking about without naming it, is this belief that the universe is a part of God or that God is like the substance and everything else is these accidents tied and attached to the substance. It is true that God's causality remains in a certain sense in the created, but the created is not part of God, nor is God tied to his creation. He is transcendental. He goes beyond it. Yet unlike the statue that comes into being by the work of the artist, and continues to be without this intervention, oftentimes existing beyond the artist's lifetime. Creation continues to exist because God's creative act is continuous, without which everything would cease to exist. So we tend to think of any sort of creation or the act of creation, the act to create something as punctual, as we do it one time and it stays, or we we, uh, we draw a picture, we create a statue, we uh, put together a project, and it's done. However, it, creation 
in the way God does it or the way he has to do it in a certain sense. If you're not really putting necessity in God, but rather in order for the creature to continue to exist or the species to continue to exist, then you need that God's creative act continues in a certain sense and becomes coexistential with the creature. God does not just create the world and abandons it like the clockmaker. That puts everything into motion and maybe might intervene when there's a problem. All of creation continues to subsist because of this one creative act of God. So creation, if we were to give a definition, is a production by a wise and good God of all material and spiritual substances out of nothing. That is from no pre-existing matter and continues to conserve all creatures in their being. Now, this is a definition. There's a lot more that there's a lot of questions that may come from this, which in a certain sense, as we look at who God is as creator, well, we'll give a definition next time. And then we'll look at who God is in as much as attributes and as much as he gives finality, a reason to be to the world. All this, def- this definition of creation will become well clear. This will be this definition of the Creator will be for next time, Thursday, tomorrow, at nine thirty. Thank you very much for listening.